Good evening, everyone. Tonight, I'm going to be talking about A Moment's Christian. Members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints uncommonly affirm themselves to be Christians. They worship God, the Eternal Father, in the name of Christ. When asked when Latter-day Saints believe Joseph Smith put Christ at the corner center, the foundation principle of all religion is the testimony of the apostle, apostle and prophets, current Jesus Christ, that he died, was born and rose again, and the, th- and the third day it came upon into heaven, and all other things are only appear to these which pretend to our religion. The modern the modern day coma of the twelve apostles, the referent that that the testimony played Jesus is the living Christ, the immortal Son of God. He is the way, the path, and the lead to happiness. In this life, eternal life, in the world to come. In resurrection, decide. However, some have claim that the Church of Jesus Christ is not Christian Church. This is most often used. Reason of the following: Latter-day Saints do not accept the creed, confirmation, and formation of the post-New Testament Christianity. The Church of Jesus Christ, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, does not decide through the historic line of traditional Christianity. That is, Latter-day Saints are not Roman Catholic, Eastern, Outbox, or Protestant, Protestant. Latter-day Saints do not believe the scripture concern of the Holy Bible alone, but have a set corner of the scriptures that include the Book of Mormon and the Doctrine and Covenants and the Power of Great Price. Each of these exclaimed below, Latter-day Saints do not accept the creed of post-New Testament Christianity. Scholars have learned a knowledge that the view of God, here by the Elon Christian challenge, dimly over the course of early Christian views of God, we more personal, more anthropontination, a-N-T-H-O-P-O-M-O-R-P-H-I-C, sorry. That's a long word. At least a vexation, then those emerging letter for the creed written over the next several hundred years. The key idolatry shift that began in the 2nd century A.D. after the loss of the Apostle authority will result from the corruption marriage of Christian doctrine which Greek first theology. Let these things believe that the mirror of all early Christian theology with Greek pathology was given every chief among the doctrine in the this perception was the nature of the Godhead, the true nature of God, the Father and His Son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Ghost were restored through the prophet Joseph Smith. According to the Latter-day Saints, hold that God is the Father, instead of beginning the brief consension with a and a curse bed, to God, by many early Christians, the Latter-day Saints believed different from the New New Testament creeds. Wherever the doctrine difference the exit between the Latter-day Saints and members of our Christian religion, the role of Latter-day Saints accrued to members of the Godhead. Legally questioned that with the views of others in the Christian world. Latter-day Saints believe in that God is a potent and a mystic and all the loving and their 
they prayed to him. In the name of Jesus Christ, the knowledge of the Father as the ultimate object of their worship, and the Son as the Lord and Redeemer, and the Holy Ghost as the messenger and reveal for the Father and the Son in the short Latter-day Saints do not accept the post-New Testament creeds, yet really did play on each member of the Godhead, and the delayed religion, devotion, and worship did not other Christians. We are Christian, but we believe in a different way. We believe that we believe in two separate beings. Jesus Christ is a separate being, and God is a separate being, and the Holy Ghost is a separate being too. But we're still Christian. But we do in a different, we're post-Christianity. We do, we believe in different things. We believe that we have a living prophet today. But we're still Christian. That's why it says, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. That's still, still consider we're Christians. But in a different way, we believe that we have a living prophet today. And we have modern 12 apostles today. But we still believe in Jesus Christ. A lot of people don't think we all, we don't believe in Jesus Christ. We do. We always talk about Jesus Christ in every instant and every time we always talk about him. Another promise used in the knowledge in the Latter-day Saints are not Christian is that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints does not decide from the traditional line of today's Christianity churches. Latter-day Saints are not Catholic. Eastern out Orthodox or Parson. Latter-day Saints believe that the ministering of angels to Joseph Smith, priesthood authority to act in God's name, was returned or brought back to earth in in this restoration, not not a reformed church of Jesus Christ. The Latter-day Saints the Latter-day Saints believe Western Christianity helped example who so many Latter-day Saints from 1830 to the present have converted from the Christian do- doc- doctrines. They are convert, convert do not, and do not prevent themselves as living in the Christian fold. They are simply grateful to to learn about and become part of the restoration of Jesus Christ, which is, they believe, often fullness of the Lord gospel. And more example, which Christian church, especially organizationally and doctrine, members of central churches often mistake as some that all Christians have always agreed and must agree to historically Intellection collection of belief. As many scholars have acknowledged, however, Christians have vividly discussed about virtually every issue of theology and principle protection and through the correction of leading to a correction of multiple of Christian documents. Multiple Christian documents. Although the doctrine of the Church of Jesus Christ of that day seems different from the of the many creedal Christian churches concerning which early Christian Christianity, one who sincerely loved, worship and followed Christ should be free to claim his own worship, and Father Christ should be free to claim his whole understanding of doctrine according to the direction of his or her consenting without being Printing a non-Christian. Latter-day Saints believe in open can- canyon. A third, a third church of agreeing that Israel Latter-day Saints are non-Christian has to do with their belief in open spiritual content. For those, for those making their argument to be Christian means ascending to the principle of soul scriptures or self-severant of the Bible but claim that the Bible is the sole and final word of God. More especially, the final word of God is claim more of the Bible than the claim for the itself. 
Nowhere do, does the Bible proclaim. Nowhere in the Bible proclaim that the all revelation from God will be gathered into a single volume to be forever closed, and that no further scripture revelation could be received. Moreover, all Christian churches, according to Christ, Christianity must be defined by command and close contention. In truth, argument of exempt by closer canyon appeals, no be you, no use gently to accept the Latter-day Saints from being called Christians. No bunch of Christians limits itself concerning the Bible text and making doctrine doctrine, decision, and implying Bible principle. Roman Catholics, for example, turn to church tradition and migration, mailing teachers including popes and councils from the past New Testament, churches and creed from the Christian. The consent of creed occurred by the consent of the Bible itself to establish doctrine and understand Bible text. Latter-day Saints turn into Living Prophets, an additional book of Scripture. The Book of Mormon and Dr. Covenant, part of Great Price. Together with the Old Testament, the Book of Mormon, sport, ungrouped testimony of Jesus Christ on passages saying that the Book of Mormon shall establish the truth of the Bible and shall make, and shall make known all kinds of t- tongues and people. Tongues and people, and the Lamb of God as the Son of the Eternal Father and the Savior of the world, that all men must become unto Him, or they cannot be saved. In the in, in its more than six thousand verses of the Book of Mormon, refers to Jesus Christ almost forty thousand times, and by over one hundred one over one hundred different names: Jehovah, Ish, Ishmael. Holy Messiah, Lamb of God, Redeemer of Israel, and so on. The Book of Mormon is indeed another testament of Jesus Christ, as the letter, its title page, placing consolation. Conversion across the world concerning the the joint of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is Part to become of doctrinal and spiritual diversion, the diversion follows from knowledge and restored its stores together. What the power of the Holy Ghost, principle in the church becomes of the restored priesthood of thirty keys, ordinance and the fullness of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The future and the restored gospel are indifferent in the lives of the faithful members. While members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints have no desire to complain the the decision of the restored Church of Jesus Christ. They wish to work together with Christians and people of all faiths to recognize and remind, remind, remember, remind many of the motto and family issue forced by society. The Christian conversion is richer for which is the Latter day Saint brings to the table. There is no good reason for Christian faith to Organize each other with, with no good reason for Christian fathers to organize each other which <coughs> sorry uh, sorry to be read this family issue first which society the Christian convention which for what is the latter day saints bring a table that no good reason for Christian faith Organize each other when there has never been more urgent need for a utility principle, the divine teaching of Jesus Christ. The church acknowledged the continuum of social and historical central principle outlets they work with their permission. We are Christian. They said that, but we do believe in Jesus Christ. We talk about Jesus Christ, how he died for us. Roman Catholics do that. Any Christian church talks about the crucifying of Jesus Christ. We talk about him. He died for our sins. 
Women Catholics talk about it. Orthodox. Uh, I just lost. Sorry. The Baptists and the anybody, any other Christian church talk about the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. He resurrected on the third day. The Roman Catholics talk about that. Any type of uh, Baptists talk about that. We talk about it. The only difference from our religion is we only we don't have a cross on our, our church. We have a steeple pointing up. We believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ, not the not of the, his death. We do talk about his death. Any other Christian religion, we do. We all. We, we, the Mormon, says Mormon, our correct name is the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Mormon, it comes from the book Mormon. That's as a prophet name. That's not our name. People call it Mormons. Um, that is not the correct name. Our correct name is the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Um, there was a talk by President Nelson. He has really talked about this not too long ago. But the correct name of our church. Um, he's our current prophet right now. Thank you, choir. My beloved brothers and sisters, on this beautiful Sabbath day, we rejoice together in our many blessings from the Lord. We are very grateful for your testimonies of the restored gospel of Jesus Christ for the sacrifices you've made to stay on or return to his covenant path, and for your consecrated service in his church. Today, I feel compelled to discuss with you a matter of great importance. Some weeks ago, I released a statement regarding a course correction for the name of the church. I did this because the Lord impressed upon my mind the importance of the name he decreed for his church, even the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. As you would expect, responses to this statement and to the revised style guide have been mixed. Many members immediately corrected the name of the church on their blogs and social media pages. Others wondered why, with all that's going on in the world, it was necessary to emphasize something so inconsequential. And some said it couldn't be done, so why even try? Let me explain why we care so deeply about this issue. But first, let me state what this effort is not. It is not a name change. It is not rebranding. It is not cosmetic. It is not a whim. And it is not inconsequential. Instead, it is a correction. It is the command of the Lord. Joseph Smith did not name the church restored through him, neither did Mormon. It was the Savior himself who said, For thus shall my church be called in the last days, even the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Even earlier, in A.D. 34, our resurrected Lord gave similar instruction to members of his church when he visited them in the Americas. At that time, he said, "Ye shall call the church in my name. And how be it, my church, save it be called in my name? For if a church be called in Moses' name, then it be Moses' church. Or if it be called in the name of a man, then it be the church of a man. But if it be called in my name, then it is my church. Thus, 
The name of the church is not negotiable. When the Savior clearly states what the name of his church should be, and even precedes his declaration with, thus shall my church be called, he's serious. And if we allow nicknames to be used or adopt or even sponsor those nicknames ourselves, he is offended. What's in the name, or in this case, a nickname? When it comes to nicknames of the church, such as LDS Church, the Mormon Church, <laughs> or the Church of the Latter-day Saints, the most glaring omission is the absence of the Savior's name. To remove the Lord's name from the Lord's church is a major victory for Satan. When we discard the Savior's name, we are subtly disregarding all that Jesus Christ did for us, even his atonement. Consider this from his perspective. Premortally, he was Jehovah, God of the Old Testament. Under the direction of his father, he was the creator of this and other worlds. He chose to submit to the will of his father and do something for all of God's children that no one else could do. Condescending to come to earth as the only begotten of the father in the flesh, he was brutally reviled, mocked, spit upon, and scourged. In the Garden of Gethsemane, our Savior took upon himself every pain, every sin, and all of the anguish and suffering ever experienced by you and me and by everyone that has ever or will ever live. Under the weight of that excruciating burden, he bled from every pore. All of this suffering was intensified as he was cruelly crucified on Calvary's cross. Through these excruciating experiences and his subsequent resurrection, his infinite atonement, he granted immortality to all and ransomed each one of us from the effects of sin on condition of our repentance. Following the Savior's resurrection and the death of his apostles, the world plunged into centuries of darkness. Then in the year 1820, God the Father and his Son Jesus Christ appeared to the prophet Joseph Smith to initiate the restoration of the Lord's church. After all he had endured and after all he had done for humankind, I realize with profound regret that we have unwittingly acquiesced in the Lord's restored church being called by other names, each of which expunges the sacred name of Jesus Christ. Every Sunday as we partake worthily of the sacrament, we make anew our sacred promise to our Heavenly Father that we are willing to take upon us the name of his Son, Jesus Christ. We promise to follow him, repent, keep his commandments, and always remember him. When we omit his name from his church, we are inadvertently removing him as the central focus of our lives. Taking the Savior's name upon us includes declaring and witnessing to others through our actions and our words that Jesus is the Christ. Have we been so afraid to offend someone who called us Mormons that we have failed to defend the Savior himself, to stand up for him even in the name by which his church is called? 
If we as a people and as individuals are to have access to the power of the atonement of Jesus Christ to cleanse and heal us, to strengthen and magnify us, and ultimately to exalt us, we must clearly acknowledge him as the source of that power. We can begin by calling his church by the name he decreed. For much of the world, the Lord's church is presently disguised as the Mormon church. But we as members of the Lord's church know who stands at its head, Jesus Christ himself. Unfortunately, many who hear the term Mormon think that we worship Mormon. Not so. We honor and respect that great ancient American prophet, but we are not Mormon's disciples. We are the Lord's disciples. In the early days of the restored church, terms such as Mormon church and Mormons were often used as epithets, as cruel terms, abusive terms, designed to obliterate God's hand in restoring the church of Jesus Christ in these latter days. Brothers and sisters, there are many worldly arguments against restoring the correct name of the church because of the digital world in which we live and with search engine optimization that helps all of us find information we need almost instantly, including information about the Lord's church. Critics say that a correction at this point is unwise. Others feel that because we're known so widely as Mormons and as the Mormon church, we should make the best of it. If this were a discussion about branding a man-made organization, those arguments might prevail. But in this crucial matter, we look to him whose church this is and acknowledge that the Lord's ways are not and never will be man's ways. If we will be patient and if we will do our part well, the Lord will lead us through this important task. After all, we know that the Lord helps those who seek to do his will just as he helped Nephi accomplish the task of building a ship to cross the sea. We will want to be courteous and patient in our efforts to correct these errors. Responsible media will be sympathetic in responding to our request. In a previous general conference, Elder Benjamin de Oyos spoke of such an event. Benjamin said, some years ago, while serving in the Office of Public Affairs of the Church in Mexico, a companion and I were invited to participate in a radio talk show. One of the program directors asked us, why does the church have such a long name? My companion and I smiled at such a magnificent question and then proceeded to explain that the name of the church was not chosen by man. It was given by the Savior. The program director immediately and respectfully responded, we will thus repeat it with great pleasure. Close quote. Well, that report uh, provides a pattern. One by one, our best efforts as individuals will be required to correct errors that have crept in through the years. The rest of the world may or may not follow our lead in calling us by the correct name, but it is disingenuous for us to be frustrated if most of the world calls the church and its members by the wrong names if we do the same. Our revised style guide is helpful. It states, in the first reference, the full name of the church is preferred. 
the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. When a shortened second reference is needed, the terms the Church or the Church of Jesus Christ are encouraged. The restored Church of Jesus Christ is also accurate and encouraged. Now, if someone should ask, are you a Mormon? You could reply, if you're asking if I am a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, <laughs> yes, I am. If someone asks, are you a Latter-day Saint? You might respond, yes, I am. I believe in Jesus Christ and am a member of his restored church. My dear brothers and sisters, I promise that if we will do our best to restore the correct name of the Lord's church, he whose church this is will pour down his power and blessings upon the heads of the Latter-day Saints, the likes of which we have never seen. We will have the knowledge and power of God to help us take the blessings of the restored gospel of Jesus Christ to every nation, kindred, tongue, and people, and to prepare the world for the second coming of the Lord. So, what's in a name? When it comes to the name of the Lord's church, the answer is everything. Jesus Christ directed us to call the church by his name because it is his church filled with his power. I know that God lives. Jesus is the Christ. He leads his church today. I so testify in the sacred name of Jesus Christ. Amen. This is the restoration of the gospel. Um, yeah. From small beginnings, great things come to pass. In the spring of 1820, a boy stepped into a quiet grove looking for answers. A seed of faith had been nurtured in the soil of western New York. In time, it would blossom and then bear fruit. It would grow to fill the earth. Millions would find renewed faith in Jesus Christ. All from one small step of faith. of goodly parents who spared no pains in instructing me in the Christian religion. Thank you, Catherine. Yesterday we were reading in the Gospel of John, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life remember children there is no other way to salvation except through Jesus Christ dear Lord at the end of this day we gather as a family in prayer to thank thee for the many blessings that we receive at thy hand 
father was obliged to labor hard for the support of a large family. It required the exertions of all that were able to render any assistance. At an early age, my mind became seriously impressed with regard to the welfare of my soul. There was, in the place where we lived, an unusual excitement on the subject of religion. Great multitudes united themselves to the different religious parties, which created no small stir among the people. Some contending for one faith, some for another. Sorrows in his anger, and they are as stubble before the wind. Brother, have you been saved? Have you? How many of you have been saved before the world was? God what does saved mean? Which of you would be saved? I'd like to know that myself. Now, God has told us repeatedly in Holy Writ that fallen man cannot be saved. Only God can rescue us, but unless he wills it so, it cannot be. Who will reach out for his mighty hand if he offers it? The grace of God is sufficient to save all sinners. So, brethren and sisters, do you have faith? And are you willing to show the Lord the evidence of your faith? Father? Yeah? How will we know if we are saved? I don't reckon God intends to save just a few of his children, Joseph. But I do believe you can know where you stand. Remember what the Bible says, ask and you shall receive? If we ask in faith, God will show us what to do. Father has a lot of faith, William. He just shows it differently than some folks. Now, if you embrace wrong doctrine and you unite with a corrupt church, you can expect coldness and darkness all of your lives. So you must inquire as to which denomination comes nearest to the truth, and that is the church with which you must unite. But how can we know which doctrine is right? We must obtain from God that knowledge which man cannot give or take away. The Bible teaches there is one Lord and one faith, Joseph. Then why do doctrines disagree? We each strive to find the answer that is right for us. But shouldn't there be one answer that's right for everyone? He will cleanse the world. So great were the confusion and strife among the different denominations that it was impossible for a person young as I was to come to any certain conclusion who was right and who was wrong. There. See? That's how it's done. Palmyra. Today we celebrate the anniversary of our freedom. Freedom purchased with the blood and tears of our own fathers. Joseph, keep your eye on things. I'm going to fetch more gingerbread. You haven't been coming to church, Joseph. I'm trying to do what you said. Decide which doctrine is right. I see. Well, beware of pride, boy. Your eternal soul is at stake. 
considering that God could not be the author of so much confusion, I determined to investigate the subject more fully. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. You worry too much. He's trying to do what's right, Alvin. No. During this time of great excitement, my mind was called up to serious reflection and great uneasiness. Still, I kept myself aloof from all these parties, though I attended their meetings as often as occasion would permit. Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth. answers prayers is to believe that he does not govern but is governed by the prayers of men i contend that god has given unto each and every one of us the ability to think to reason for ourselves in the midst of this war of words and opinions i often said to myself what is to be done who of all these parties are right and how shall i know it in his own way, Joseph, and in his own time. But he does answer. If ye then know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father which is in heaven give good things to them that ask him? into every feeling of my heart. I reflected on it again and again, knowing that if any person needed wisdom from God, I did. For how to act, I did not know. The Almighty is telling us that our eternal self... The teachers of religion understood the same passage of Scripture so differently as to destroy all confidence in settling the question by an appeal to the Bible. I often found the scriptures. At length, I came to the conclusion that I must either remain in darkness and confusion or else I must do as James directs. That is, ask of God.
had retired to the place where I had previously designed to go. Finding myself alone, I kneeled down and began to offer up the desires of my heart. of the sun, which descended gradually until it fell upon me. When the light rested upon me, I saw two personages whose brightness and glory defy all description. One of them spake unto me, calling me by name and said, pointing to the other, Joseph, this is my beloved son. Hear him. My object in going to inquire of the Lord was to know which of all the sects was right. I was answered that I must join none of them, and many other things did he say unto me. and revelations in these days i don't blame anyone for not believing my history if i had not experienced what i have i would not believe it myself it was nevertheless a fact that i had beheld a vision i had actually seen a light and in the midst of that light i saw two personages and they did in reality speak to me I knew it and I knew that God knew it and I could not deny it any work can be seen in the blessings which flow from it. Joseph had been called of God. He had a work to do. Through him, the Lord revealed new scripture, a record which contained a fullness of the gospel. There shall be no other name given. It was translated through the gift and power of God. Only in and through the name of Christ. The Lord and published as the Book of Mormon, another testament of Jesus Christ. And if ye shall ask with a sincere heart, having faith in Christ, he will manifest the truth of it unto you by the power of the Holy Ghost. And by the power of the Holy Ghost, ye may know the truth of all things. Through his living prophet, the Lord restores 
The fullness of the gospel was available again in beautiful simplicity. of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, I know that if you pray and see that Jesus Christ is a living gospel, that through his faith and his love that we are Christians, the moment, the moment, the Church of Jesus is a Christian church. Thank you for listening to me, and I hope you enjoyed this. Um, I'm grateful for this gospel. I'm proud of member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and we are Christians. Thank you. Have a nice evening. Bye-bye.